Round one. Ding, ding, ding. I'm Matt. I'm Paul. Welcome to Basketballers. It's here. We're at the precipice of no return. We're in a, histor- in a historic era of magnitudinal proportions. I'm sounding like Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> Baby, it's the NBA playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is one of the most thrilling times of the year. It's wonderful. It's when we tell our the people in our life to go fuck off because we have basketball to watch. Although this year we're going to try and be a little more inclusive of the people in our lives. Yes, except for the play-in games. Babe, babe, bang. Which, let's talk about the timing of the play-on, or the play-in games for a second. The literal, like, what time in the evening the games are played. So, first of all, shout out to the NBA for the play-in tournament because it's awesome. It made the season competitive to the very last day. So yeah, the- we were watching games last night, and the seating wasn't totally figured out until about nine o'clock last night. So kudos to the NBA. But I've, I've been reading articles online today from people who didn't like the play-in tournament and things that it brought along with it. Fuck them, they're wrong. Yeah, fuck them. It's good. So so kudos to the NBA for the play-in tournament. <laughs> that, that's my scientific rebuttal. <laughs> now now, fuck the NBA for. <laughs> okay, so the the crown jewel of the play-in tournament, and we'll go. We're gonna go. So what we're doing today on our episode is we're going to go through, we'll start with the play-in tournament games. We're going to do predictions. We're going to do all the play-in tournament games. Then we'll do the first round playoff predictions for the East and the West. That's how we're going to map it out today. But the crown jewel of the play-in games, the Los Angeles Lakers fell to a play-in spot at number seven. They're facing the Golden State Warriors. LeBron versus Steph, like number what, seven, basically? Um, yeah, it, it they've is met the, so many times in the playoffs. The this is, marquee matchup, absolutely. It's on Wednesday, and it's at well, we're in the Central Time Zone, nine p.m. Central, ten p.m. Yeah. Eastern. Yeah, and games normally last two and a half hours. And so, so you're so, expecting East Coast fans who, who are fans of the NBA who want to see yeah, those games, yeah, to stay up till twelve thirty one o'clock. Yep. And I mean, plus, this game could conceivably go into overtime. Also, side fuck the NBA. Games don't start on time. So this says it's a 10 p.m. Eastern time start. It's going to be like we, a 10, 10 Eastern I don't start. know if we have time for this today, Paul. It was, it was a side fuck. I'm just saying, Paul and I have had a lot of conversations regarding uh, the the length, or rather the, like, the efficiency of games, um, the amount of TV timeouts, the length between quarters and especially the length at the half at halftime and the um the start time of games which is always late yep always. but but the point was it's even later than a 10 o'clock start 10 o'clock is when they like think about starting the game 10 o'clock is when the national broadcast crew gets on and says tipping off in a few minutes is the yeah. lakers and golden state We'll be right back after a few short messages. Dun, 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 dun. This podcast is brought to you by... And then like five minutes later, we start talking about our predictions. Right. We don't do that because we don't have sponsors. <laughs> we need listeners for sponsors, Paul. 
Shut up, Matt. <laughs> but anyway, that's the marquee matchup, and you're expecting people to stay up until 1 a.m. to watch it. And, I mean, and here in the Central Time Zone, we got to stay up until midnight probably to watch that game. We got to work the next day. Also, it's a big boo-boo, boo-boo for, like, reaching younger people, kids and teens who yeah. have school. Like, they're the Lakers versus Golden State, LeBron versus Steph, that is the marquee matchup. Like, even in the playoffs, that's a marquee matchup. Oh, yeah. Kids want to see it. And, and the I ratings get it that- would go sky high if it was at, like... 7 p.m. Central, 8, even 8 p.m. Eastern would be a compromise. And so the other game that's being played ahead of them right. is Memphis versus the San Antonio Spurs, which neither of us really think is going to be like that exciting of a game. Right. It's going to be fine. I mean, it's a one and done. It has that March Madness style feel to it, but it's still not LeBron versus Steph. It doesn't have that marquee. Like, you're not, you're not tuning into ESPN tomorrow or Wednesday and hearing about oh, it's John Morant versus DeMar DeRozan. Like, those words are not going to be said on ESPN unless it's in, like, a two-minute clip. They're going back to Steph versus LeBron, who you got, what's going on. Absolutely. The other thing, too, is the 7-8 games, 7-8 and eight seed games, have bigger implications immediately than the 9-10 because 7-8 games, you win and you're in. You lose and you get another chance. Yeah, but but the 9-10 and 10 game you win and you get another chance so like the seven eight games you win and you're in there's a a lot more immediate satisfaction so the teams in those spots they want it not that the other teams don't but like they want it really bad and like i can get the seven seed with this game is is lebron going to be the seven seed or is he going to be fighting for his playoff life and have to win a game against one of san antonio or memphis like yeah that is that is the game that you want kids watching that's a great point it's this is gonna be too late it's good for the nba for it to not be at fucking 9 p.m or central it's 10 good, p.m Eastern. it's good for everybody unless you're like working the night shift and you're watching at work type of thing which good for you if that's the case you're looking out this time so let's let's start with that game matt who you got so my scientific prediction now uh Look, if you're talking a multiple-game series, the Lakers would be dominant. Yes. But Paul and I say a lot, if you listen to our pod, we'll talk about scenarios and we'll be like, if everyone's healthy or da-da-da. We'll use those phrases a lot. But not everybody's healthy. This is now the playoffs. It's reality, right? So the Lakers are not healthy. LeBron James rolled his ankle again in the game last night. I don't trust it. It that's going to be tough. You he, can't you can't just play through ankle pain like that. The high ankle sprain is rough. It's it's gotten a lot of players before. And oh yeah. As they say, Father Time is undefeated. LeBron. I, look, I love that phrase. I don't think LeBron's done. 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 No. And we can we can wax poetic on that a little more later. But like, oh, there's there's no way he's done. done. No. But he's. But honestly, I guess if I'm him or if I'm the Lakers. Maybe you just give this year a rest, try and get some better free agents next year, reload, get him healthy. Because LeBron's off-season regiment is, like, second to nobody. Yeah, unparalleled. He'll be fine. But don't don't make it so he has an ankle fracture. Or, like, I mean, that would be terrible if it got worse. Right. And you know he's going to play super hard. 
And yeah, and if he's going to play, it's not going to be for 10 minutes. It's going to be for like 35, 40 minutes. But this is the second time since he's come back that he's re-aggravated it. Yeah. In like a couple of weeks. It's it's yeah, like cause, in, cause in he just, was se- in just several, I then... mean, honestly, a few games. He yeah. came back, re-aggravated that next game, sat out a couple games. Maybe he has played two more games since then. and re- So like in two out of four games, he's re-aggravated it. That's not good. So even, let's just say LeBron is out. Just out, out. Anthony Davis has been feasting as of late. He came back pretty slow from his injury, but he's been turning it up. Like, even without LeBron, the Lakers are still a problem. And where the Lakers have an advantage, specifically regarding Anthony Davis versus Golden State in the matchup is, Golden State doesn't have the front court to stop stop Anthony Davis. No. But, I'm taking Golden State. Even if LeBron's healthy, which he's not. Well, as as healthy as he is. As healthy as he can be. I'm taking Golden State. Because, as Paul and I have talked about a lot of different times over the months, there are certain players in the NBA who have that killer instinct, who love the pressure. Love Like Damian Lillard is probably tops. But Steph Curry is in there. Kyrie Irving is in there. Devin Booker is in there. Players who just won a game, they want to... Like Donovan Mitchell, I would consider, like, close to that. Bucket getters. Exactly. Um... Look, like we said, winning you're in. Steph Curry has just absolutely drugged this team on his back, carried them the entire season. And I believe he will put up insane numbers um, to win the game. Because if you tell Steph, you have to play the Lakers in a seven-game series, he's like, yeah, we're fucked. But if you say, hey, you have one game, you have to win one game, he's like, can win one game. And that, he scored 46 points last night. And th- but that's the fun of this. Yeah. I mean, that, that's why March Madness is so fun. But that's sure. why this plan is so fun. Because it is this one game. It's like, I mean, do you remember Game 7 when Houston was playing Golden State a few years back? And they what, they went like over 27 in yep. the middle of the game? Yeah. They're not going to do that again. But they did for one game. Like, And they lost the game. Anything is possible. Steph could go over 27 by himself. He could go 27 for 27. Like, any anything's possible. I I agree with you on that. I still think the Lakers are going to win the game. I think Golden State is going to be relying too much on everyone else. Like, Andrew Wiggins has been nice this season, but do I have a lot of faith in Andrew Wiggins in a one-game series? No, not really. And, like, Draymond's been good, but... If he has AD guarding him or someone like that, like is he really going to be that effective? I don't know. There's just there's a lot of things that have to go right. Like Steph, very well may score 40, 50 points in the game and they still lose. Like I don't I don't think that's an unreasonable take. So here here's kind of where my prediction goes. I guess I expect Steph to drop an insane an insane amount of points. So I think for them to win, he has to score at least fifty. Um, here's my hot take prediction, which doesn't really matter, but yeah, I think he will score between 60 and 70 points. That would, and watch, <laughs> we're going to come back and yeah. recap it. And you're going to be like, Matt, Steph <clears throat> scored 17 points on 30 shots. How do you feel? And I'd be like, eh, still not. Honestly, here's the great part. We talk about how like Steph shoots these crazy long three pointers and that's a good shot for Steph. It's a great, so, yeah. 
It so is. for me to predict Steph will, will score 60 to 70 points isn't a bad prediction. It's a bold prediction, but it's not a bad prediction because it's no. conceivable. Oh, and he has the greenest of green lights. Like, any shot that he takes on the floor is a good shot for the Warriors. So it's not like the coach is going to pull and be like, you know, you've taken the last five shots and you should pass it. They're like, nope, keep shooting it. It's also funny because Steph has been so underrated this year in general, I think. Again, the Warriors suck, but... He has been so good. And I think what people forget is, yes, the Golden State Warriors are an eight seed in the play-in. They have a lot of sh- they have a way shittier supporting cast than they used to. But and I'm I'm not a Draymond Green fan, but Draymond Green and Steph Curry know how to win. They've there, won at the highest level there, a lot. A lot, is, a lot, a lot. There is something there is a lot to that. To and just so having played together. You tell those dudes one game, Draymond's gonna be throwing elbows, pushing people to the ground. Laker, I mean, the Lakers are going to be doing the same. I they, don't disagree. They won I'm the just finals saying, last year. Of course. I'm just saying. You tell Steph Curry, who is one of the most seasoned amongst, amongst seasoned winners. I think we forget that he's such a winner because this year and last year, right? Oh, yeah. But the Golden State Warriors are a dynasty because of Steph Curry. Yep, absolutely. So I think we can't – I think it's easy to get caught in the moment about what teams are good now and da 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 but man, the best players show up in the biggest moments, and he he shows up. To be to be fair, the Lakers though they won the title last year. They hundred percent they showed up. But they, they are they are a different team than last year. <clears throat> that is true. They don't have playoff Rondo. <laughs> playoff Rondo's real. But but here's the thing. Regardless, so Paul's saying Lakers. I'm saying Warriors. I think what we're both gonna say is it's gonna be a hell of a game. It's oh we're it's staying we're staying up to watch it. Hell of a game for sure. Super excited. We're getting ice cream. We're watching that it's game. Gonna, it's going to be a great game. And again, like I said, it's <clears> great <throat> for the NBA, which sucks that it's so late in the day. So, so so we probably have the same overall prediction in that the loser of that game will probably beat the winner of Memphis-San Antonio. So I think, yeah, Paul and I, I think, are cohesive in the fact that we believe both of, both of those both teams. the Lakers and the Warriors will make the playoffs. Yes. So I don't know who's going to make who. I mean – um, we'll go into specifics when we get past the playing games. So the other playing game in the in the West, like Paul mentioned, is Memphis and San Antonio. Whatever. I mean, I don't mean any offense to these teams. Look, Greg Greg Popovich deserves kudos, even though they're well below five hundred. They still made the ten seed, San Antonio. Yep. And they've done it with a pretty. Yeah, they're not a weak team. Paul and I have said this. There's there's a few different teams in the league that have a lot of really nice pieces. They just haven't been able to put it together because maybe they don't have that superstar player they need or no, there's like, been injury or there's yeah. been something else and going I, on. I love me some DeMar DeRozan, but he is not the 1A player on a championship team. Right. He's probably a 1B, 1C player at this point in his career on a championship team, but that's that's still a really good player. But they have nice players like, like DeRozan, and they have like DeJounte Murray. They have... Yep. Pirtle, they have um, Derek White, who's Derek in, White, who's he's, been injured. Yeah, and they but, they haven't looked great without Derek White. Right. They have Patty Mills. They have, I mean, they have really nice pieces. It's just, yeah, they, they haven't. Yeah, Derek White is important to them for the future. Like oh, very important. Lonnie Walker. Lonnie Walker the we, fourth. We like some Lonnie Walker. We like some fourth. Lonnie Walker. He's they nice. Have, they have nice uh, Devin Vassell, rookie. Yeah. Um, they have some really nice pieces, but they're just not to the level that you need to be to do well in the playoffs. Memphis is a weird team as well because they do have a winning record, but they've looked at times disjointed. 
I just think they need to have a more talented roster to go farther. Ja Morant is obviously a superstar in the making. Love Ja. Passes the eye test. As we've yep. talked about, does not pass advanced analytics. No, he's kind of like a deep book in that way. But he's only a second-year player. He'll figure it he's out. He's got time. Ja, I mean, he looks nice. Oh, nice. He, he definitely passed the eye woo, test. Woo, woo. Probably closest thing to Derrick Rose we've seen since yes. prime Derrick Rose. Just yeah. how fast he is. And like, yeah. Yeah, he's fun and, to watch. And Jaron Jackson Jr. just came back. Yes. But they've been really bad with him on the court. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Yeah, Memphis has some nice pieces again, but it's it's just not really their year to do a lot. I think even and I, I think so. I would I would say this that Memphis I think is a more talented team overall than Golden State. I think they have better pieces and more depth. Oh, okay, um, okay, I do. Okay, but Steph Curry is leaps and bounds better than yeah. anybody on Memphis, and it's not even close. No disrespect no. to John Morant, who's amazing and who will be really good. But he's a second-year player. It's not even close. Not even close. It's not even. So let's say LA even beats the Lakers, even beat the Warriors. Let's say Memphis beats San Antonio, which I would expect Memphis will win. That's my prediction. Okay. That Memphis will win. Okay. Um, I think they have the star in John Morant who can drop forty, um, who can command double teams, kick out to some decent three-point shooters. Dylan Brooks, who you know I'm not high on, but like mm. he can make some plays. Yeah. Um. Fuck Grayson Allen. Fuck Grayson Allen. Just to, just to say fuck Grayson Allen. Oh, I was going to get that in there too for you. But uh, Valanchunas is nice. And they have some nice big bodies that can kind of yeah. rough and tumble. Yeah. Uh, I, I like them against San Antonio. Um, no disrespect to the Spurs, but I like Memphis in that. And then, um, I yeah, whoever, whoever loses the game against the Lakers and Golden State, I believe, will beat Memphis. Well, this is a little toasty because I think the Spurs will beat Memphis. Okay. So, but I... But I think then that because I had the Lakers beating the Warriors, so I think that the Warriors will beat the Spurs, and I think the Lakers will beat Memphis. <laughs> so either either way, whatever math you do to get there, we get yeah, to the same it's, place. It's kind of interesting though that we we have different picks for that that first round of the play. Now tournament. that does give us different matchups for. So we should probably talk through some different scenarios once we get to the first round. Yep let's um, let's do play. Of for course, the East. we'll go play in for the East. So. Uh, we start with Boston and Washington. The seven, the eight. seven and eight. My prediction: I'm just going to straight up go out and say it. Washington's going to win. I do too. I think yeah. Washington's going to win. Boston's been sliding. They're without Jalen Brown. Who's... Jason Tatum's been great, but he can only do so much. Yeah. And their supporting cast has been it's been rough. rocky. Rough. It's all, not been good all season. It's been pretty bad. They traded Daniel Tice, and it just the glue. It all falls. I mean, apart. there's a little something to be said about it. Yeah. Well, then he went to Chicago, and they've been bad also. So <laughs> maybe it wasn't Daniel Chicago's Tice. kind of been bad. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. But <laughs> maybe it wasn't him. <laughs> Washington's going to win for a couple reasons. As I mean, I, I expect Brad Beal to be back, which is even a, a better case for them to win because they've been winning without Brad Beal, who is so good. Yeah. I mean – Basically, probably would have been the leading scorer in the NBA had he not been injured this year. Um, also, had Steph Curry not decided to just go full go on. Go fucking flamethrower in April. Skyfucker. <laughs> yeah. But Russell Westbrook has been playing really good basketball lately. He's been more efficient than he's been all year. He's been figuring it out better he, with Washington. He's just he, kind of come on as of he's late. He's been crushing it yeah, lately. Yeah. So and it, and I can't even get mad at it. There is something to be said about just momentum and kind of the peaking at the right time, so to speak. You know, when a team just gets hot, because 
there are peaks and valleys in a season. There's some games you lose three, four in a row, and your team morale is down, and you're like, shit, we can't even make layups and dunks. And there are times when you're like, all right, so Westbrook's going to get like a 15-15-15 stat line. Beal's going to score 30, and we're going to win by like five points. But <laughs> And the other player that we should definitely talk about, who I gave shit to in the preseason because I thought the contract he signed with the Wizards was way too much, but it's Davis Bertans, who has been fire lately. Yeah. He scored 15 points in the fourth quarter. We saw it against the Hawks last week, and it was a problem. Yeah. He was it, banking in threes. He was just going the, nuts. The only reason the Wizards lost is because they stopped giving the ball to Bertans and Westbrook shot it more. Paul and I were shocked. It was like it was he, like four minutes everything. left and he hit all this stuff and then it was like two minutes left and he didn't get the ball and we're like, shit, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, I remember in that game Westbrook got, got a rebound, came down the floor, yep. it was like 10 seconds left and I'm like, shoot it, you bastard. <laughs> and and West, he did. Westbrook put up a three and bricked it and I'm like, amazing <laughs> because like and that's where that's where their coach scotty brooks is stuck in kind of the old ways and i don't think he's a super analytic analytics guy because analytics say and you tell your players don't russell westbrook you're not a good three-point shooter do don't, not shoot the ball do give not it to, do that give it to the dude who just scored fucking five threes who, who's made the last the five in yeah. a row and Bertans, he has like half a second maybe even less between catching it and putting it up I mean, that dude, he just catches it and it's immediately in a shooting motion. He's nice. He's he, nice. He reminds me, I think I maybe said this to you, Paul, but he reminds me of Bojan Bogdanovic in Utah. Yeah. Okay. They, they kind of like, I think they're kind of similar profiles. They're yeah. about the same size, both nice shooters, Um, could go off for 30 or 40, yeah. you know, if, if they yeah. need to or... So he's a nice third option um, on, on Washington. So I think that's why, and again, like I think you said it perfectly, Boston's just, they're they're floundering right now. Yeah, like, like I was saying, the, water. the peaks and valleys. It's bad. Boston's been... They're in Death Valley. They've been, <laughs> they're in Death Valley. They've been sliding further into Death Valley like each week for the last two months. It's been, they're not in a good place. <laughs> I think Boston will be one of the most interesting teams to watch in the NBA in the offseason. So they can almost make some more trades? Danny Ainge can almost they're land gonna either nice almost make player. some more trades or they're going to fire Danny Ainge. Yeah, that would it's to that point. That would be interesting. Or they will mutually part ways. Yes, <laughs> with with a severance package. <laughs> so let's talk about the nine ten Indiana versus Charlotte. We don't have to spend a lot of time on this because, frankly, no one cares. No. <laughs> uh, who so you, we, who you got? Well, I want to do a little background on Charlotte, just because. Oh, you it, want to, you want to talk some shit? No, no, no. no. Okay. No, okay. Uh, just just to kind of to kind of give a parallel in the Eastern Conference. So I just talked about, and it's funny because they're both a ten seed. I just talked about San Antonio as being a team that Paul and I think have a lot of nice pieces. Charlotte is that way as well. There's a the, lot of really nice pieces on Charlotte. Okay, that is true. But yeah. they're not gonna do anything. Indiana is gonna win to me. Yeah. Pretty handily. Um, shout out to Karis LeVert, by the way, for coming back from his medical scare. Yep. Um, he's been nice for Indiana since he's been back. It's been nice to see him, uh, be productive. He was on the nets. If y'all remember earlier in the year, got traded to the Pacers and, um, he had a little health scare in the, in the screening process or in the, in the physical to, uh, play for Indiana, got it taken care of and he's back and well, he's, yeah, been, so, he's been nice. So he actually got traded to Houston. And then right, Houston sure, traded him sure. to Indiana for Oladipo. Sure. Which 
worked out really well for LeBert. He got traded from the Nets and ended up on the Pacers. However, that happened. Yeah, but still, I mean, he could have ended up on the Rockets. And Yikes. So, he kind of looked out there. Yeah, that's true. Lucky. I think Charlotte's going to win. That's my prediction. Indiana's just kind of been sliding down. I think Miles Turner's hurt. I don't think he's going to play. I think they're too ta- I still think they're too talented to lose to Charlotte. In a in a one game though, yeah, yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, again, honestly, I mean, I don't think it really matters. I'm going I'm going spice, man. I picked uh I have the Lakers. Everyone else I picked the underdogs by rank. So, I do think um if you I think Paul we talked about this the other day. I actually thought Indiana was going to beat I thought Indiana was going to make the playoffs. I think Boston will make the eight seed. You th- okay. So you think Boston is still going to beat Indiana? Or Charlotte. Okay. Because I think Jason Tatum is too talented to lose to either of those teams. I, I agree it, with it's that. It's kind of like Custer's last stand. I think he will I think he will push that team and I think they'll play Philly and, and then they're gonna get <laughs> fucking we can I mean we can even start with the East if you want on, on the first round. Yeah, because we're both we're um, both consensus that Washington will be the seventh seed. Boston will be the eighth seed. Yeah. Indiana, so, Charlotte's is. So let's go to the fun. one and eight seed for the Eastern Conference. All right. Round one. So it, we believe but, it will be Philly. Well, Philly is the number one seed. It'll be them versus. We believe Boston. Yes. So let's just put that scenario out there. Uh, but actually, no matter who it is, they're going to whoop their ass. Uh, is there a broom around here? Because I think I hear <laughs> something sweeping. Hey. Whoever Philly plays, unless it's Washington somehow, which I don't think it will be. But. Whoever Philly plays, I believe they will sweep. Philly has been so good. Doc Rivers has a good case for coach of the year. They have whoever they play, they're going to have at least the best player, if not two of the best players. And yeah, they're just I mean, Jason Tatum is great. They're going to crush it. There was a really good Philly Washington game earlier this year. Went down the wire, but yeah, I Yeah, I mean, we could we could talk about if it is I mean, Washington. Play, I think if playoff, it's playoff time. So yeah, it's gonna step up. I think if Philly played Washington somehow, I think it would be five games. Washington, Washington you would could take see one. Washington. They would take right. One. But if it's Philly against any of the other three, against Indiana, Charlotte, or Boston, a sweep. I mean, against Boston, Embiid's gonna feast. Yeah. This is. It's not even gonna be fun to watch. Well, this and then Ben gonna, Simmons can guard Jason Tatum. It's so, gonna, this is gonna be a slaughter. Yeah. I don't think it would be close. So I would say Philly in four games. That's my prediction for first round. So let's move on to the 2-7 because we think that'll be Washington. So it'll be the Brooklyn Nets, the two seed versus Washington, who will be sliding in through that playoff spot into the seven seed and playing the Brooklyn's going to win. I agree. Do you, does Washington even take a game in that series? Do you want my prediction if it's Washington against Brooklyn? Yeah. I think it goes six games. Oh, okay. That's two more than I think it's going to go. The Nets are just so good. Absolutely. But Russell Westbrook is going to have a fucking boner <laughs> for playing the Nets. Dude, the thing about Westbrook is he's he's not the most efficient player, but I love him because he is he's a great trash talker. He is a shit yeah. he's a shit stirrer. Oh, he for is, sure. He is going to play two of his former teammates who he doesn't have bad blood with James Harden. Those two are fine. Him yeah. and Kevin Durant have had some bad blood for a while. He is on a hot streak, man. He's gonna he's gonna go fucking hard. And again, Brad Beal is amazing. So yeah, I mean, but that also means Westbrook is probably gonna take thirty shots and maybe not score thirty points <laughs> and just waste a lot of possessions for that team. 
What I would hope <laughs> is that they would just continue what they've been doing that's been making them successful. I know. But but sometimes the Westbrook Hellfire can be very self-destructive at the same time. Sometimes it's great. Sometimes it's kamikaze. Basically, I'm betting on it being great. You're betting on it not being. So Yeah, I, I just think I think even if it is pretty good to great, the Nessus have way too much firepower. I mean, you have Durant, Harden, Kyrie. Of course. Joe Harris, who led the league in three-point percentage? No. Yeah. By... With a minimum number of shots taken. Thank you. <laughs> According to the official standings for the season. Because it was Tony Snell. Right, but he, didn't, but he didn't attempt enough. Attempted so, 109. I don't I don't know what the cutoff is. It might have been 200. <laughs> <laughs> but Joe, Joe Harris was the leader on volume three-point shooting. Sure. I'm not disagreeing with anything you're saying. This is That's too much. I mean, you're going to have... Who, Rui Hachimura guarding Kevin Durant? Yeah. You, you think Durant's scared of that? I'm not saying he is, Paul. I just, Washington is also peaking at the right time. They've been hot lately. They've they, been winning a they lot of games. Been. They have been. And I don't think they should be discounted because preseason, we thought they would easily, easily be a playoff team. So I think they will get, also, Scotty Brooks has a bone to pick. Yeah, but he's not a Okay, I know. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> you can have a bone to pick and still be completely outmatched. And also, Paul, sometimes I just say hot takes because sometimes they're so spicy, they end up being close to right. Yeah, like, let's let's get into one hey, of your hot hey, takes. Hey. You said earlier in the year, well, last year actually, that Atlanta would be the four seed. I was wrong, but, but I was were, close. You were very, 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 very close. At that time I said that, that was probably considered an incredibly spicy take. That was in the Lloyd Pierce era, which was not a good era of Hawks basketball. No. <laughs> Shout out to Nate McMillan. Literally, Literally Nate, Nate McMillan. McMillan. But Atlanta and New York tied with the exact same record. They're the four and the five seed. So New York had the tiebreaker. But that is the slimmest of margins to not be the four seed. They are, in spirit, the four and a half seed. <laughs> so that was that was a good prediction out of you. But New York is the four. Atlanta's the five. So that means New York has home court advantage. Mm-hmm. However, I think Atlanta wins this in five games. And I think New York. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's fine. You I can... think Atlanta wins it in six. And we talked about this, I believe, last night or sometime recent. I, If Atlanta had home court advantage, I, I would think, actually, honestly, either a sweep or five, probably five. But I just don't think they're going to win it in five because they are going to the Garden first. Their record at home is insane. If they started at home, I think they would have a better case to do five yep. games. I think six. But we both believe Atlanta will win. So going into the, the last day of the season... It was, it was up to a whole bunch of scenarios or like massive flow charts online about New York, Atlanta, and Miami. And some of the scenarios were Atlanta playing New York like it played out, but also Atlanta could have been playing Miami in the first round. Mm-hmm. And you were asking me, would you rather play the Knicks and not have home court advantage or play the Heat and have home court advantage if you're the Hawks? And I would have, I said I would rather be playing the Knicks without home court advantage. I said the opposite, just because the Hawks have been so good at home. They, In their last they 20 games, been. they've been 18-2 and two at home. But I just think the Knicks are a lot worse of a team disagree. than the Heat. 
It's just strategy. And the pandemic is weird for home court advantage. So Atlanta's letting in, I think I saw 7,000 people. Mm -hmm. Madison Square Garden is letting in like 200, something like that. So it's not very many. So, I mean, your home court advantage isn't as big of a deal, I don't think. I mean, there there is comfort factor, right? You're not traveling. You're able to stay in your own home. You're able well, to see and your like family and friends and stuff and like the, that. The court and yeah, and you're you got your own locker instead of yeah. visitor locker. So there there are more than just the fans to that home court, but fans matter for home court advantage. Absolutely, and that's not going to be that much of a factor, I don't think, for this first round. So anyway, Atlanta's going to win five or six. That's the prediction. We'll move on. So I said Miami might have been playing the Hawks, but they're not. They have to face Milwaukee. I think we're both going to say Milwaukee's going to win this series. Oh you, oh, you got this look on your face. Oh, you're going hot. So just a reminder, Miami was in the NBA Finals last year. Not, not the Southeast Division Finals, but the Finals Finals. Like, they were, they were cooking in the bubble. That being said... Milwaukee has Drew Holiday, who they haven't had in past years. Giannis has only gotten better. Chris Middleton's only gotten better. DiVincenzo has only gotten better, I guess. And I should probably PJ say. Tucker now. Yeah, for for what he it's is, just, he's good in the playoffs. He's he's a solid vet for sure. Yeah. So, I gotta say Milwaukee. I think Milwaukee's gonna take it. You're gonna say how many games? <laughs> Bucks in six. The old, the old meme. <laughs> I was actually watching that video tonight of Brandon Jennings. But shout, out to, shout out to Brandon Jennings wherever shout you are, man. Shout out Brandon Jennings um, from, from like a decade ago. You look like you want to say Miami. So it's really funny because I want the uh, I, w- I want hold on. I want the Bucks to do well. My father-in-law is going to kill me probably for this because he's a huge Bucks fan. I want the Bucks to do well. They have so much talent. I agree with you. The Bucks should win this series. All right, let's not kill Matt. I, but hold on, I'm not done. Hold on, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. I'll let you do thing. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. the Bucks should win this series. Miami in seven. <laughs> Miami is also a team that is peaking at the right time. They have been playing really good basketball, and there is look. We talk about playoff Rondo. That's a kind of a joke. It's also real, but like it's it, kind of a joke because Rondo's not like a top whatever player. Playoff Rondo is very real. Playoff Jimmy Butler. Is, is very real. fucking real. So real. Um, Dude, regular season Jimmy Butler is very real, too. Of course, but I mean, he's going to ramp it up in the playoffs. He has been playing so nice lately. Yeah. Um, Duncan Robinson has been playing pretty nice. Like, it's been nice. Uh, Bam has been playing pretty nice. I just... I don't know, man. And also, Miami knocked out Milwaukee in the first round last... Or sec- no, first round last year. Miami's a tough matchup for Milwaukee. They're a tough matchup. Just, and here's the deal. For Milwaukee to win, a couple things need to happen. So there's two things I look at. And the reason, here's why I'm picking Miami by a hair. I hope Milwaukee wins. Honestly, I hope they win. But two things. Number one, Giannis Antetokounmpo is one of the best players in the NBA, but he has not yet been able to prove that he can win in the playoffs. True. And so he would have to, I, ho- I want to be proven wrong. But that's, I, that's I hope a, he shuts him out. A, that's a fact. But the past couple of years, there's there, and if he does it again this year, it's a pattern. Unfortunately, build, build a fucking wall. So that concerns me. And 
Miami's defense is so good, and it's going to ratchet up in the playoffs and going to be so good. And then here's the other factor to it that I look at. Coaching. Who do I trust in a seven-game series to make the proper adjustments? Eric Spolstra or Mike Budenholzer? Eric Spolstra is one of the best X's and O's coaches in the NBA. You have to give that. I mean, the adjustments he made in the playoffs last year are a huge reason why Miami went so far. Accurate. Fact. Coach Bud's adjustments are the reason that they got fucking knocked out in the first round by Miami. So on that note, Coach Bud has been experimenting more with different defenses and things like that to prepare his team for the playoffs. Their regular season wasn't as good as past regular seasons because they've been preparing more for the playoffs. In the in the past few seasons, they've just looked incredibly dominant in the regular season. Then they just they look pretty mortal in the playoffs. And this year, they kind of, you know, held back on looking super dominant in the regular season. Absolutely. I hope I hope so because I I mean, we predict that if they don't make at least the Eastern Conference Finals, if not the finals. I think if they don't make the finals. Coach, Coach Bud is gone. And this is a and, great opportunity for me to have a hot take. So I get it on the record now. So if I'm right, whoop, we're just going hot today. If, and I understand that this my, person Miami is, and seven, Coach Bud's fired. So Miami and seven, Coach Bud's fired. If Mike Budenholzer gets fired from the Bucks, Yeah. Paul knows, the, yeah. Paul knows what I'm going to say. This person is currently employed, but I believe if Preach. if Bud gets fired from the Bucks, I believe the next Bucks head coach will be Nick Nurse, who is currently with the Toronto Raptors, who are not in the play-in tournament. I just think it's going to happen if Bud gets fired. That's my crazy prediction. It's it's not an unrealistic timeline. Like there was some stuff between Nick Nurse and Pascal Siakam, who's their star player. Yeah, second star player. He's their star player. Star, sure. Because Kyle Lowry will be gone next season. Yeah, there's Van Vliet, Ananobi. Nah. Yeah. Okay. See, I can still he's, the number he's, one, I think. He's in their top three, at least. Whatever. But, I mean, there, there was some grumblings, and Toronto's kind of doing whatever they're going to do. They're not quite sure. It's very, I don't want to say likely, but it's very possible. It's realistic that they say, hey, Nick Nurse, what if you go to another contender title and we don't pay you. <laughs> well, and Milwaukee may very well go to Toronto and be like, look, you guys didn't make the playoffs. We want your head coach. What can we do to get him? Because there are some yeah. times where trades happen for coaches. Yeah, which it, is which is rare, but that would, happens. That would be kind of cool. So that's my hot prediction. But Well, yeah, because if, if Milwaukee loses in the first round, Coach Bud is almost certainly gone. I think that there's two big factors personnel-wise that are different about this year than last year. One, Miami traded for Victor Oladipo, who is out. So sure. they, they gave up some assets yep. for a player who is now not playing. Also, the Bucks went out and got Drew Holiday, who is going to be on Jimmy Butler. And Drew Holiday is the best defender that the Bucks have put on Jimmy Butler like for most of a game. I don't remember who was... Like who I said, would have guarded him last year? I don't year? remember, like but West West Matthews or whoever was on the Bucks. Giannis might have also been on him. So. He might have been some, but re- look, regardless, life's going to be tougher for Jimmy Butler. Yes, Jimmy Butler is still going to get his, but it's going to be tougher. Sure, I, I don't disagree. I think we both have decent arguments. My point is, I also just like to make very bold predictions. You go flaming high. If I if I end up being right, it's like, yeah, I predicted the Heat in seven. 
Um, I yeah, hope, we're, mine's more standard. Like, whoa, okay. <laughs> I hope I hope the Bucks win. I do. I truly hope they win. Miami is a tough team. Eric Spolstra is tough. one of the best coaches in the NBA. He's so underrated, even though he's won championships. That dude has, and we we said this when we talked about we had an episode about coaches a long time ago, and we talked about Spolstra and what's what's so great about him is every team he coaches overperforms. Every team. So, when there's a pattern like that, it's the coach, and it's like Chris Paul going to all these different teams yeah. and making them better. So, so I mean, I don't think it's it's unreasonable to say Milwaukee is a better team than the Knicks, and you think Miami is going to beat Milwaukee, so therefore you would have thought Miami would have beaten the Hawks. Yes, which is which is why even without the home court advantage scenario, I think the Hawks playing the Knicks is better for the Hawks. Okay, that's fine, Paul. You don't have to keep making your point. <laughs> I'm just, I'll just use what you've been saying against no, you. No, that's, that's fine. All. That's all. All right, let's go into the West. I also never said the Knicks weren't the better matchup. I just said yeah, you, you statistically home court, home court advantage. Yep. What is that worth to you? It was my, my whole point was, as an organization, what is your thought process on who you want to play? It wasn't that they should want to play Miami. It was, do you value your record on home court advantage or do you just strictly value we can beat this team anywhere? Yeah. That's all it is. That's a fair point. Okay. So we So that's So let's let's just go with you so you think the Warriors are going All right, we can, we can take your picks. The well, war, the Warriors being 7 seed, Lakers being 8 seed. I think seed. I think we should do both. Okay, so let's Sure. So Utah's the number 1 seed. They will be playing the number 8 seed, which is so let's go like, with your pick first. Let's go with the Warriors. So they would they would be playing the Warriors. Let's say Utah plays the Warriors. My prediction is if Utah plays the Warriors, Utah wins in five. Yeah. Because I maybe, just think Steph Curry is too good to not win one game. Maybe six. For some reason, I still just don't trust Utah. I mean, they're the Utah's number. Utah's been so good this year. They're, they're the number Dude, one. They've seed. been so good. I I think in five. I know. Mike Conley's it's, healthy, obviously. He's, I mean. Utah's kind of been like Milwaukee to me where I've believed in them for a few years and they've kind of let me down. And now, now but also, I'm burnt let, out let me make it. the argument too for Utah. Look at their bench. Niang yeah. has been nice. Jordan Clarkson has been good. He's been a little off lately. Joe Ingles, Joe Ingles is amazing. really nice. So they're going to be fine. Yeah, that is true. They're way – I mean, they're so much better than Golden State. So much better. That is true. I'm going to I'm gonna say and six. And Gobert. I'm just – I know. I know. I just don't trust Utah. So I'm going to say five, but we both have Utah beating yep. Golden State. Now, let's do the scenario that Utah plays the Lakers in the first round. Are we going with a LeBron James or without a LeBron James? I think we just have to make our best guess. With a hobbled LeBron James? Let's say with – I think with a hobbled LeBron James. Okay. You still got – Utah in six? I'm taking Utah in six. Am I just going to repeat my yeah. prediction? Utah in six. I mean, because you brought up a lot of good points for Utah. They've just been so good. And this this does kind of feel like their season. Like, they do feel somehow better than last season. And Anthony Davis can't get past Gobert. No. It ain't happening. No. So, if LeBron is hobbled, they I mean, they don't really have a great answer for LeBron. But... No, I they mean, have a great answer for AD. Yeah. And Gobert also clogs the paint. I mean, he... Anyway, 
as we've talked about before. He's one of the best defenders in the NBA. So I just don't think – and Utah is one of the best defensive teams. They are. Um, one of the best offensive teams. They're the best three-point shooting team. They pass the ball all of the, crazy. All of the stats love Utah. All the stats that usually – like. In, all the stats, okay. champions. Yeah, when when it, when you, when you have an NBA champion and you look at the stats, like those stats match up with what Utah has. I'm not I'm not predicting they'll be the champions. I'm just saying. No, stati- they fit the mold. Yes. statistically. Yes, if they if they were to win the championship, it would not be an aberration. No, because they have great offense, great defense, and great three point shooting, which is what you need. Yeah, that's today's NBA. So let's go to the other spicy matchup. So Phoenix is currently the two seed. They would be playing whoever we think the winner is of the Lakers Warriors game. So in your case, the Warriors. In my case, the Lakers. Let's start with yours. Phoenix versus the Warriors. So this might be a spicy take. Oh, you go Warriors? No. I think Phoenix would sweep the Warriors. Is that really that spicy? Well, I said that the, that the Warriors would have won game against Utah. Okay. So. Okay. So it's not that spicy. But Phoenix backcourt defense, I think, is really nice. Um, their defense in general, they're they're like, I think they're even a better defensive team than Utah. Um, they're not as good of an offensive team as Utah, but they're one of the best defensive teams They've been in nice. the NBA. Phoenix is also, and Utah for that matter, they're built for the playoffs. Yeah, and Phoenix, so the thing I like about Phoenix too is I'm guessing Jay Crowder will be healthy for the playoffs. You always want to see a team at full power. Yeah, and and Jay Crowder uh, is their starting four. He's nice, um, but DeAndre Ayton has been super nice at center this year. He's um, been improving. Yeah, Golden State. And, and here's the deal: DeAndre Ayton is not their top offensive option. He's their number three, four. Yeah, but Golden State would have no answer for Ayton. Chris Paul is one of the best ball handlers and playmakers in the NBA. So. What do you think he's probably going to do against Golden State if they play them? Feed eight and 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 or eight and feast at the rim, dishes out to a fucking wide open Devin Booker, and you're yep. fucked. Or you got Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson, exactly. Jay Crowder hanging out in the corner. They have Dario Saric, Carter, um, Campaign. Yeah. They have way too many good players on Phoenix. And people who can make catch and shoot threes. So um, I just. Golden State's just not talented enough to hang with them. Not even close. So how about some of them Lakers? Um, it gets trickier. Because who's who's their answer for a hobbled LeBron? A hobbled Jay Crowder? Mikael Bridges. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And that's he's been true. one of the better defenders. He's Ma- been a great defender Dude, this year. Mikael Bridges has been really Shout nice. Shout out to Mikael Bridges. He's, he's been under the radar. Super nice. Under- well, because Phoenix is so okay. So, prediction. Um, this might be a spicy take. Phoenix and five over the Lakers. Uh huh. You put what eight, eight and on AD. AD, and then I guess whoever whoever another big man is probably depends on the Lakers lineup if they're starting AD at the five or if they play Marcus Saul or something. Marcus Saul so slow though. Yeah, but I mean th- that might force. It wouldn't. It may not be Aiton, but someone else. Yeah, but I honestly though, I I, I think you put Aiton on basically make then, Mark make Marcus Saul beat you. Yeah, make Marcus Saul post up over Jay Crowder or sure. whoever. And... You live with that. Sure. You don't okay. live with Jay Crowder guarding AD and getting fucked. Right. The whole game. Right. And Aiton is is mobile enough to be able to guard AD out. So you, you said Phoenix in five. Yeah. 
Ooh, man. A hot Phoenix backcourt against the hobbled LeBron James and a fairly neutralized uh, AD with DeAndre Ayton. I'm going to say Phoenix in six. six. Same six, result. Six is kind of a cop-out answer, I feel like. You, you, you've had most of your picks be six. <laughs> I'm just a cop-out. All right. Next one, I'm not going to say six. Let's talk about the six seed. <laughs> yeah, see what I did? Mm-hmm. <laughs> six seeds, Portland. They're going to be playing the three seed, Denver, which... Again, unfortunately, Denver is without Jamal Murray, which sucks. Portland is pretty much full strength, aside from a few players who have been out like all year. I'm going to say Denver in five. I'm not saying six. I'm saying five. Even without Jamal Murray. Look, Dame's been good. CJ McCollum's good. Dwight Powell's good. Nurkic is good. Portland has won, good. Portland has won 10 out of their last 12 games. I know. It's just, it feels, Portland to me feels like they should be better and they keep having to pull out yes, close ones I agree. by like. I'm going to side with you, but I'm going to pull a Paul and say Denver in six. Man, what a weak answer. Not really because I haven't <laughs> had many predictions like that. <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. No, I. I do think there is a Portland game where it's just a runaway game, right? Yeah. Like Denver just can't score. Cause sometimes that happens to Denver and Lillard comes out, scores 40. McCollum's got his 20 and you know, Nurkic <laughs> post double, double type of thing. And you're like, all right, that sucks. And then Denver will come out and just obliterate them the next two games. My curiosity with Denver will be Michael Porter jr. That's, that's what I'm looking he's, for in the playoffs. He's been fire. You know, so, what did I? What is the stat I saw today? Michael Porter Jr. on nineteen points a game. I don't remember who the other player was. He's had the second most efficient scoring season in NBA history when players score more than nineteen points a game. He's a second year that, player. Yeah, that's third year. Yeah, because he he's second out. technically. Okay, sure. Like second, second. Sec- Third, sorry, he basically, third technically, yeah. really second year. He basically registered his freshman year. Yeah, because he was injured the whole year. Yeah. He has been so good. So I mean, he's, will he Will he continue he's, in the playoffs he's or like, will he fizzle out? I believe he'll continue. He's he's he, ramped up all season. He's basically turning into Kevin Durant. Yeah, he's nice. Yeah. Um, And Jokic will be amazing because he's Jokic, been amazing all season. So. Yeah. And Jokic's game, I mean, he's been great in the regular season, but he can also do all that stuff in the postseason. I mean, it's... They showed it last year when they went to the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. And, I mean, part of that was because they got 50-point games from Jamal Murray. But he's which, also been better this year than have. he was last year in the playoffs. Yes. And Jokic, like, markedly better. Jokic is really good at posting up. He can hit some mid-range. He can hit the threes, his passing. But, I mean, his game is just – he slows it down, which is the playoffs. You grind through a possession. You bounce the ball around. It gets back to him. He finds a cutter. It Like, their style is good for the playoffs. And, again, back to coaching – no disrespect to Terry Stotts, but I, currently I trust Mike Malone more to make adjustments because Terry Stotts has been with these same players for so long, and you would think that he would better know how to make adjustments and better know how to set his players up for success. But Mike Malone, he's been nice. So if if Portland loses in the first round, is Terry Stotts gone? 
Yes. Is CJ McConnell gone? I don't know who CJ McConnell is. What did I, why did I say that? Yeah. There's TJ McConnell over in Indiana. You just combine them. Um, I think he should be. I mentioned this to Paul the other night. I think CJ McCollum should be. I know he and Dame have been together for like most of their careers. I get it. There's that comfort level. But I think if Portland wants to win with Dame, which they could, they just need to build a little bit of a better contender. They have some nice pieces. Rocco is super nice. Um, they also what's his face? Uh, from a, Toronto, Nor- Norman Powell is nice. Norman Powell is nice. Um, they they do depend quite a bit on an aging Carmelo Anthony. Yes, you're kind of expecting 34 year old Carmelo to put up 20 in the playoffs to have a chance at winning. And I think Rocco should be more of the three than their four. Um, like if you want to win a title, I think they need a solid four. Yeah, they need a, they need basically if I'm building Portland, which I'm not because I'm not a GM in the NBA and never will be. Uh, I would predicate my star players as obviously Dame, and I'd have my number two option if I could be a four. And I mean, Nurkic is a really nice center; he can do a yeah, lot. Yeah, but of he's stuff. not a number two option on a championship team. No, 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 no. But I mean, he can. I believe that Nurkic could be a starter on a championship. Absolutely, team. A- as could Rocco. As could as Rocco. could Norman Powell. As could maybe CJ, but... I think you slide Norman Powell to the two, Rocco to the three, and I think you figure someone out at the four. That would be nice. That would be a lot of length, too. Exactly. That'd be... Yeah. That'd be nice. And normal Norman Powell defending twos would be nice. Why don't we run an NBA team? Because we suck. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. The last first round series that we haven't covered yet. The number four, Los Angeles Clippers versus... The number five, Dallas Mavericks. What's your feeling like on this one? I'm going to let you go first. Cool. So Dallas has played the Clippers really well in the regular season, which is kind of surprising. Luka is obviously very good. The Clippers have Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, who are both very good wing stopper defenders. So it's kind of weird that the Mavericks have whooped the Clippers like they have in the regular season. That being said... The Clippers now have playoff Rondo, courtesy of the Hawks, and playoff Rondo's real. Playoff Rondo wins series. I'm going to say Clippers in five. I agree with almost everything you said. Except for... Do I hear a broom? Oh, you think... Okay. I know. It's... Look, but it's... It's one of those where Dallas is just, historically this year, they've played them very well. That has to factor into something. Uh, I don't want to have the same prediction as you. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say the Clippers will sweep. You got to get spicy. I think your prediction is better than mine. I I think five (laughs) games is probably a good, a good guess. Because, because Luca is, Luca can have a game where he goes off. Luca can, yeah, he can for sure. But, but Um, he is going to be guarded by one of Kawhi or Paul George who are both. (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, at any given time, sure, of course, who are both very good wing so, defenders. And here's the other thing too, uh, the the Clippers. So you look play- you look pained. Playoff P, pandemic P, pandemic P. Paul George was bad last year in the playoffs. He, and and he's but he's talked about it like he, which was sure, sure, sure. kind of coolly open. And I'm not Paul George is kind of whatever with me. I said, sure. But he's a great player. Um, he has had an amazing 
second half of his season. He's been he's been really one of the most efficient players offensively in the NBA. He's been so um, good. Kawhi has been hurt a little bit. He's been missing games, and Paul George has been on fire. They will. I, I think they're going to steamroll. I think this is their year to do some damage. This um, this feels like a pivotal year for the Clippers. Like if if they get bounced in this series in the first round somehow, shit blows up. I believe they'll make the Western Conference Finals this year. That's my that's my okay. prediction. We're just going round one, but you know. Okay. I know. I'm just. Okay. You know, it's one of those things where, the, and they pissed me off last year, and, and getting rid of Doc Rivers and the way that that happened sucked, and I, I wasn't happy with how the players responded. But they're too yeah. fucking talented. They are Kawhi. I mean, Ka- and I mean they're still in their primes. Kawhi won with Toronto, and they were a good team, but there was no one else on Toronto like Paul George. No, which is why they're they too talented. I think to not do well better. this year. Yeah. yeah. And you're, you're right, Pandemic P was not good in the bubble last year. And I agree with you, Paul. If they don't, if they lose in the first round, it's shit's blowing up. Yeah. Shit's blowing up. There's, so, there's no way around that. I just I think it's one of those things where it could happen one time. The bubble was weird. We thought they were going to do well, but some teams just didn't do well in the bubble. And some, like, is Miami the opposite? Does exactly. Miami I think do that's really fair, well in the bubble? Well, and that's a fair question. Yeah. And, and maybe... And that and that's what this first round is going to answer, but yeah, I I think I think the Clippers are going to steamroll Dallas. Five is probably a great prediction. I'm just going to say four to be spicy, but um, Clippers are going to do some damage I think in the playoffs. And I honestly, I mean, I, a potential Utah Clippers series will be nice, but I oh, think the Clippers are out for blood, man. I want to give a small shout out to Tim Hardaway Jr., the ex Hawk, because he's been yeah he's been doing some nice stuff on Dallas and. You know, whenever Dallas wins, it's always like, oh, Luka's amazing and stuff. But a lot of times, Tim Hardaway Jr. just had, like, a fire game. And Jalen Brunson, too. Josh you know? Richardson has been nice as of Josh late. Josh Richardson's been coming on yeah. as of late. Yeah, Jalen Brunson actually shot out. He's been really nice. He's been pretty solid yeah. for him. Um, so, they, they have some good role players. Tim, if you're asking me who scares you, though, besides Luka on the Mavs, it'd be Tim Hardaway Jr. 100%. Like, am I worried that Josh Richardson is going to score 30? Not really. Am I worried that Tim Hardaway Jr. might? Yeah. Yeah. I am. Well, and, and then I think we also can talk about Kawhi because he did have that kind of down down year last year. It's not going to happen again this year. No, I because I think the Clippers know that they're like, this is the year. If we, if we don't perform, this team's going to get blown up like, does Kawhi leave? Does Paul George leave? What's going to happen? And I think they have a real shot to make the finals. I'm not going to predict them making the finals, but I think they have a real shot to make the finals. I They, they have to yeah. because of their talent. Yeah, and that but that's what their team is built for also. Right. So, I mean, that's why they traded away Lou Williams, who had been on their team forever. Montrez Harrell, because it wasn't happening last year with those two, and they replaced them. They are going all in on the finals. And they're also going all in on the tough guy mantra basically yeah we with, got rondo with pat bev who yeah fuck pat bev <laughs> I, I like pat bev <laughs> kind of because fuck pat bev <laughs> that's why i like him but but i mean they are they're they're all in on those players who will help you win a title even if the other players on the opposing team don't really like them that much yeah 100 percent. that wraps it up for round one all I can say is we're super excited. It's going to be a lot of good basketball, and especially this play-in. I'm really excited to see how the play-in 
turns out, you know, like what the reception is. Cause there's, like I said, there's been some negative reception beforehand. I really hope that after it happens, people sort of realize that it's a really good, uh, event that happened. Like it's good for the game. It promotes more of the like teams trying to participate at the end of the season instead of just blatantly tanking. I hope that it turns out to be a positive thing a week from now. Me too. And if the NBA would just take my idea of doing a lottery tournament to decide the order of the lottery, then that would be fun too. Because, you know, make it more competitive. Yeah, but we want some royalties on that. <laughs> yeah, you know that someday Adam Silver is going to be like, the league has discussed that we're going to da 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 and we're just going to be like, oh, fuck. Yep, so where's my check for this? They're like, yeah. What check? <laughs> okay. <laughs> the check is the check. That is the checkmate, <laughs> motherfucker. That's the checkmate. <laughs> well, anyway, we're excited for the playoffs. It's gonna be fun. I agree with you, Paul. I'm a. I'm. I'm hopeful that the plan tournament goes well because I want to see it continue. And more importantly, I. I just like the fact that the NBA is okay with experimenting with new things. Yes. With rule changes with changes to their playoff structure. I like that they're flexible, adaptable. And the cool thing about the NBA is if they try something and it works really well, let's continue to do it. If they try something and it's shitty, eh, fuck it. We'll change it next season. Yep. Um, I mean, they, cause they experimented with this in the bubble and it works pretty well. So they kept it for this year. It turns out a, you know, quote unquote normal season just doesn't work well for this format. Then yeah. I bet they'll revert back next year. But I hope they don't. I like it. I hope a week from now we feel that same way. So that's all we got. Um, we'll see you at some point in the near future. Maybe. I don't know if we'll get in before the first round starts because that's in five days. But we'll get in sometime soon. We'll be watching basketball and you should too. Until next time. I'm Matt. I'm Paul. Thanks for listening to Basketballers. Bye.